A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. (laughs) This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! Good morning, Birds fans. It is a Tuesday <clears throat> get-together here on Birds 365. You've got Mac and Mac right here with you. John McMullen, Jody McDonald, we'll hang with you for the next two hours. we got two good guests coming your way. Uh, Johnny Mac, sometimes when we roll the open and you and I get ready to talk two hours of Eagles football, some days it's tougher than others. Uh, for me today, it's a quick turnaround after being on the radio until, until 2 o'clock in the morning. Could have used another hour or two of sleep, but uh, suck it up. Get it done. But I got to thank our good fat friend, Chris Sims. Oh, Chris us. Sims, baby. He's there. He's Grist there. for the mill for today's conversation. Um, I'm sure that uh, the good number of the people that have already streamed in and will repeat it once or twice over the course of the show know about the uh, analyst for NBC Sports uh, and uh, co-host with Mike Florio on Pro Football Talk uh, on the TV side as well, uh, does his annual quarterback rankings. And we're supposed to give Chris Sims an elevation in uh, how, how he can evaluate quarterbacks in the NFL since he was one. He wasn't the real good one. That's why he didn't stick around as long as he probably wanted to. Didn't stick around surely as long as his father did. 
But he was, he is a former NFL quarterback, so you would think that he would know the position. And overall, his rankings, I think, are fine, except for the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, this is three years running that, in my estimation, coming into the season, and when we give you these uh, uh, rankings, know full well that these are projections. These are what he thinks is going to happen in this upcoming year and how the quarterback should be ranked as per what they will accomplish during the upcoming season. So uh, two years ago, uh, Chris Sims had Jalen Hurts ranked as the 40th. That's not that, that's four zero, not 14th, not fourth, the 40th quarterback in the national. Wasn't he outside the 40? Uh, or he was 40? I thought he was, he out. was outside he the was... 32. Oh, okay. One first starting was... quarterback. I think he was 40th. I think yeah. he had him number 40. There are only 32 teams. And we all knew he's going to be the starting quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Carson Wentz had been dealt. We knew he was going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, he played a handful of games the year before. But he had him outside the top 32 at 40th. And all the Jalen Hurts did was give uh, take the Eagles to a winning record above 500 and make a playoff game as a wild card team. 40th quarterbacks in the National Football League are not supposed to be able to do that, John. So he well overachieved Chris Sims's projections for his first year as a starter. So you knew he's going to have to rank him higher again the year after, right? <clears throat> he had him 23rd last season. Going into last season, he projected Jalen Hurts when all was said and done to be the 23rd best quarterback in the NFL. He was second, and it was damn close between he and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes got the award. MVP Hertz was, I think, in the lead with just a month ago. Uh, fell on his shoulder. Those two missed games hurt his chances, compromised him a little bit. But for my money, second best quarterback in football. Chris Sims had him 23rd in the NFL. So Chris Sims has come out with his quarterback rankings again. Now, I mean, can I, I, I hate to defend Chris Sims. Go ahead. Can I? Can I put a little – I don't know anybody who would have had – and I agree with you, Jalen Hurts was number two last year. Um, I don't know anybody who would have projected him at number two. Now, I think 23 – That's a there's point. A bunch of, there's a bunch of fans who um, think they knew he was going to be number two. But, I mean, realistic people, they, they, I don't know guy, anybody. There's, there's one guy. Uh, he's a caller on WIP yeah. who actually I, had, I, I, I don't know be anybody. better than Patrick Mahomes that, so, before the year started. So the two part is not the issue with me. The 23 part is the issue. I I recall I had him 16, 17-ish, right, mid-range. Mid, middle of the pack. Which I think would have been fair. So I think it was a little bit low. He was way low the year before, obviously. Um, I think he was a little bit low, and I think he's a little bit low this year as well. Right. So my point is, three years in a row, he's underrated, Jalen Hurts. What's the deal? Uh, okay. Somebody pokes me in the eye this first year. I say something, they poke me in the eye. All right. I'm going to try not to give him a reason to poke me in the eye again. Oh, he did it again. So now he's been poked in both eyes. He's got no eyes left. So where is he going to rank Jalen Hurts coming into this season after last season? You and I both agree, second-best quarterback in football. And apologies to those of you who believe Jalen should be number one. Sorry, Mahomes won the award. Mahomes won the game when they matched up final game of the season. you got to at least give him the night. You can say they're really close, but if you got to put them in order, it's got to be Mahomes one and Hurts two. 
Where does Chris Sims have him? I will give you the uh, top 10 because uh, he ranked everyone. He's been counting down. Uh, at number 10, he's got Matthew Stafford, who was only two years removed from winning a Super Bowl, was injured last year. He's projecting a comeback. He doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of weapons after Cooper Cup, but somehow he thinks Matthew Stafford will be the 10th best quarterback in football. Uh, number one, nine, he's got Deshaun Watson. Kind of a on-the-come pick, came back, played last year, certainly paid better than Jacoby Brissett, but didn't play like Deshaun Watson from Houston days, but he's projecting better. So he's giving him the number nine spot. Aaron Rodgers at number eight. That just sounds low, doesn't it? I, yeah, that's disrespectful. But I, I have a Rodgers blind spot, so we all have our blind spots. Maybe you, he's descending. You, uh, hopefully for your case, he's not. But yeah, that seems low to me. A uh, little bit low. Um, and then at number seven comes Jalen Hurts. So even though he finished up last season as the second best quarterback of football, at least per John McMullen and Jody McDonald, He's got them dropping down to number seven, and they haven't finished off the top four. So I'm just going to give you six and five. That's where Sims six is, is where I really have a problem. I really have a problem with six. Number six. And by the way, I love the player, but I really as, have a as problem. do I. Number six is uh, Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who had a bust out season last year. To use John's favorite term, start up course year number one. Startup course under Urban Meyer. Uh, Yeah, he didn't exactly jump out and wow the world in year number one as the number one draft pick in the country. Doug Peterson comes in, better offensive-minded coach, better play system. Trevor Lawrence takes a major step up, gets the Jaguars into the playoffs, wins a playoff game in amazing come-from-behind fashion, uh, but then got eliminated from the playoffs. He's already jumped Jalen Hurts who has been number two in the MVP, has already been to the Super Bowl. I know it's a projection list, and I love the possibilities and the upward inclination of Jalen uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence's career. Not yet. How do you put him ahead of Aaron Rodgers and, and Jalen Hurts off the season that they've had? I get it. He's got tremendous upside. Don't you have to show a little bit more before you cash in on that upside, Johnny Mac? Yeah, from my perspective, but I always say with these lists, you know me, Jody, I just turn to the next list if you don't like it. But, you know, for people that 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 get upset about these types of things, disrespect season, as I like to call yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. From my standpoint. But you have to you have to understand everybody gauges differently. That's the problem. Right. We're not all on the same. Like I just saw somebody in the comments say number five who you're going to get to. Can I give it away or do you want to give it away? Number five is Lamar Jackson from Baltimore. So, you know, I saw one person say, how could you put Lamar Jackson above Jalen Hurts? And by the way, I wouldn't, but uh, I'm I'm just giving you, you know, devil's advocate. Um, And he said, what about playoff wins? Well, that's your gauge. What about MVPs? Jalen was second. He won an MVP. So that's what I'm saying. You can, you can manipulate it any way you want, and everybody thinks about things differently as far as how they grade and how they rate and how they put these lists together. Obviously, with Trevor Lawrence, it's tremendous projection. 
Um, and by the way, I think he's going to be a really, really, really good quarterback. And I assume we don't know the top four, but I assume we we do know just the, the order. It's going to be Mahomes, Burrow, uh, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, who are all very, very gifted people. And of those top four, right now I would, and I'm just doing it in my head, I would have Jalen at number three behind Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. And I have Justin Herbert for uh, Josh Allen five. Josh Allen really? is well. Now I'm going to question you, uh, Mister. Everybody's got their own perspective. What gets Justin Herbert ahead of Josh Allen? It, 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 mistakes. I mean, Josh Allen of the top quarterbacks. Nobody makes more mistakes. Nobody turns it over more. Nobody makes more dumb decisions in big situations. That guy is so gifted, but he makes too many mistakes. And, you know, I would knock him down even more. And as a matter of fact, I didn't even put Rodgers in there. I'm just doing this off the top of my head. I would pr probably put Rodgers still in the top five. Um, and I'd probably knock him down even further. He made a ton of mistakes. I go back to that game of the year. There's no way Minnesota should have won that game. And I put that in quotation. He's fumbling the ball. The game's over. He's fumbling the ball at the goal line. And then, by the way, Jody, in the same game in overtime, because we all talked about that that uh, Vikings defense was so bad, he's just going down the field like slice butt. And then all of a sudden he forces the football in the end zone, Patrick Peterson interception. They should have won that game six times if it wasn't for his mistakes. So mm -hmm. that's why I kind of knock him down a few pegs. Jalen Hurts, tremendous tremendous ball security and you know to me typically when you have quarterbacks dual threat quarterbacks whatever you want to describe them you'll say Jalen likes to call himself a triple threat quarterback typically those guys make mistakes Jalen doesn't make mistakes now he made it but now people are going to bring up the Super Bowl they made a big one in a big game he did but I'm talking about the large sample size compared to other quarterbacks he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So to me, that knocks Josh Allen down a bit. But everybody's different. And that's what I'm that the Buffalo people would probably jump down my throat. What is he's done it for years? Jalen Hurts has only done it for one year. All right. Well, no, but see, Jalen Jalen made it to the big game, and Josh Allen has it. That's why I don't have a problem with Jalen being ahead of Josh Allen. Let me see if I got enough hands to count the number of playoff victories Justin Herbert has. Oh, that would be none. So, yeah, I and everyone, as you just said, everyone's got their own factors, how much weight you put on them. Uh, I I look at results. I'm a results-oriented guy, and Josh Allen has gone to the playoffs and won in the playoffs. Justin Herbert got there for the first time. The, yeah, well, the then we can take it further and say, well, Josh Allen hasn't made it to the Super Bowl. And I, I could say, if I wanted well, to... Josh, Josh Allen hasn't made it to the Super Bowl. Where the hell has Justin Herbert made it? Well, no, I'm saying, but you're focusing on two. Then I could focus and, and say, well, he's got a tougher road than Jalen Hurts. So, you know, and I have Jalen... I'm just playing... I'm just pointing out all the ways you can go. You can go any way you want to go. Because everybody's different. And that's where we are in society, Right. Nobody wants to, I'm right, you got to follow me, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's like that on social media. Everybody's that like that on Twitter. Other people don't have, so when I talk about disrespect season, 
other people don't have your same sensibilities. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people in general. Nobody agrees. You know, guess right. what? With that's, fans, why we, that's why we have birds 365, because you and yeah. I don't agree. And the people who All are streaming in with their comments don't agree with some of it. It makes the world go round. Yeah. Well, when I so, really don't agree with somebody, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to air my well, that's no problem say, with Here's it. why I think my criteria are superior to the criteria that uh, Chris Sims are using. And oh, by the way, we have the results thereafter because this is a projection for the upcoming 2023 season. In February, we'll be able to look back and say, well, how did those quarterback play? Would you now ranking them on what they just did in this past season? How would you rank them? And he's, he's been over for three with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has outperformed Chris Sims's projections two years in a row. And now it's going to be three years in a row. Well, there's no doubt about that, that he's outperformed Chris Sims's projections. But I'm just trying to talk people off the ledge like as, as you point out who the hell's Chris Sims? Who cares? If you don't like Chris Sims list, go to a different list. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, and we all have differing opinions. Like I just said, Jalen Hurts is number two coming off last season. He was the second best quarterback last season. Correct. Is he going to be the second best quarterback this season? If you tried to pin me down, I'd say probably not. Probably not. I love not Joe far, Burrow. Not far from it. And no, not far. Seven. I don't think he's going to be far from it. Um, but probably not going to be number two. Um, there are certain guys. I love Justin Herbert. I get the, 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 uh, the upside, the, the, the potential, the ceiling. Same thing with Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is behind uh, Justin Herbert from a you know, uh, progression standpoint because he's younger. But he won a playoff game. Um, you know, it, 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 it's all... Like one of the things you and I disagree on, you're as you just mentioned, you're a big results guy. You're a big results guy. Well, my problem with results, if you just say so and so beats so and so, everything's not in a vacuum. Right now, the AFC is much tougher than the NFC. I don't, you know, we're I'm looking at the NFC and saying who's gonna who's gonna challenge uh, the Eagles. Well. You know, we we think the 49ers are going to be a good team, most of us, but they don't have a quarterback or they don't have a situation where they understand who the quarterback is going to be. They're trying to – they're looking – they're kicking the tires on Jack Cohn. You know who Kyle Shanahan remember, reminds me of at this point? Uh, John Gruden. John Gruden used to fall in love with quarterbacks quicker than anybody else and fall out of love with quarterbacks quicker than everybody else. And all of a sudden you have this – constant you're on this constant uh uh pinwheel dallas maybe but the afc on paper looks much much more difficult than the nfc uh you know and that's part of the brilliance of patrick mahomes because you know patrick is there it doesn't matter patrick 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 and that's why he's number one and everybody's fighting for number two and by the way number two is probably not close to number one at this point um you know, Patrick Mahomes is clearly the best quarterback in football. But that's my opinion. Everybody's got other opinions. I don't know what Chris Sims thinks, but, you know, he's been wrong on Jalen Hurts. So, um, you know, if that's a positive, which I don't think Chris Sims has any effect on anything, but if that makes people happy and say, well, he underrated him three consecutive years and he always outperforms, then, 
good. He's going to be a top six quarterback because by definition, yep. number seven's not bad, mm. by the way. But yeah, by I... definition, by definition, he's got to be top six. Yeah, but I'll still use the disrespect word. I think Chris Sims disrespected Jalen Hurts. Because when you're coming off a season when you're the second best quarterback in football, you and I agree on that. And we'll get Ed Crash to chime in on this in a second. Um, to drop him down to number seven, that's disrespect. Yeah, Eagle fans, feel free. You want to get annoyed at Chris Sims. And here's the one thing I don't know, and I'll get your opinion quick, and then we get yeah, Eddie's as well. Um, some, I think it's a reach, and we've gotten it here on the show, and I've got it on my uh, radio shows. When Chris Sims goes where he goes and he disrespects Jalen Hurts. Two years running, now make it three. Some people draw the conclusion that Chris Sims does this because Chris Sims is Phil Sims' son and Phil Sims was a giant for life. And therefore, Chris Sims grew up hating the Eagles because he was a dad fan and he can't give Jalen Hurts his credit because he's a Philadelphia Eagle. I don't buy that. Do you? I just think Chris Sims is a poor evaluator of quarterback talent. I don't think it has anything to do with bias of being Phil Sims' son. Do you? No. I think, and I said yesterday, I think it's engagement more than that. I think he's an engagement guy. Yeah. And by the way, fans who, you know, fans give these people life. You you know who does it locally. You know who does it nationally. I'm not even going to say the names. They're rewarded for it. That's why they do it. People like me who are, you know, kind of middle of the road, don't do the hot take game for the most part. You don't get rewarded for that. Everybody wants hot takes. Everybody wants uh, knucklehead, you know, declarative statements. He's an engagement guy. That's what he is. He does get responses. uh, The other phrase he's thrown around probably overused these days is clickbait um he's a uh, on tv guy too so i don't know that 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 is applicable but what he is is wrong right eagle fans he's disrespected jalen hurts again this year all right no disrespect we got a good one coming up that would be special k ed kratz sports illustrated jumps in with us here next on birds 365 Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. And the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, got fake a mama. Mama, go, oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. McMullen and McDonald hanging with you on Birds 365, and we've got our favorite wrestler and writer from mm. Sports Illustrated. Ed Kratz joins us here on Birds 365. That neck's still bulging out. Would you have got wanted to go grappling with this guy, Johnny Mac? No, oh, man. He tapped me out and died <laughs> at two seconds, especially at this stage. Uh, yeah. be, be a quick t- yeah. a tap out against either one of us. We're, we're, we're not yeah. going up against Kratz. I, I know you were uh, jumped in early and in the waiting room. Uh, Chris Sims having Jalen Hurts projecting into the season as the seventh best quarterback in the National Football League. It's disrespected. It, it is, is it not? Well, you know, <laughs> to me, Chris Sims is just a bitter 42-year-old, never-was quarterback who – Rode his dad's coattails into the I, NFL. I tell you, Kratz, he's going down. It's all about his dad thing. <laughs> well, he did ride his coattails. I mean, his dad was a great quarterback. And he yeah, he grew not. up in North Jersey. He's a Giants fan. And uh, I just think. Now, I'm know. told, and I don't remember this. Jody, you might know this. But I don't know if it's true. But I want to throw it out there. Now, one of the fans said that Chris Sims and Phil Sims didn't like Eli Manning. And they kind of didn't like the Giants during the Eli Manning era. I don't know if that's the case. I never heard that before. No, I, I've heard Sims talk. He, I, I don't like Eli Manning either. Those that think he should get in the Hall of Fame because Ted two oh, they're nuts. good games. Well, if you mention that around Giant fans, how dare you? He's going to the Hall of no. Fame. Except I Eli, Eli Manning, by the way, great guy. But, yeah, not even close to being a Hall of Fame quarterback. And he had two he, good runs. He may get in. Uh, our friend Gary Myers. Who I think he will get in. He's got his vote because he had those two games. So that it all comes down to how you define not liking Eli Manning. I hate to say this. I'm kind of like Chris Sims or Chris Sims is like Jody McDonald here. thought Eli Manning was a good quarterback. 
did yeah. get the Giants into the Super Bowl, won road playoff games, which is an accomplishment, but I'm not putting him on a Hall of Fame pedestal, which some people do, uh, which uh, then in uh, some uh, people's uh, eyes will make him a uh, Eli Manning hater. If you're uh, not signing on to Eli Manning must be a Hall of Famer, then that makes you a hater. Above average quarterback who had two good runs. Same thing, a little bit less here with Nick Bowles, but you know some people here think Nick Bowles should be in the Hall of Fame, oh, which that, is that, ludicrous. That's, that's more ridiculous than I you know. Are. I mean, he had a great run. Tip your cap and say, hey, it was magic, and turn the page. But the page is turned, Ed. So number seven, I think it's too low, you know, but there's plenty of people that rate Jalen Hurts in the top five now. Well, Let's focus on them, or do we just like the disrespect? Yeah, listen, you know, Eli Manning was a, a better quarter, one of hundreds of quarterbacks that was better than Chris Sims in the NFL. I mean, Sims spent, what, five <laughs> years in the league, and he won all of seven games, and Ooh. somebody thought it would be a good idea to give him a platform to evaluate quarterbacks when he, he couldn't even play the position at a, at a competent well, level. Now, now I got to defend Chris Sims here. I hate doing this, but, and I don't like Chris Sims, but I mean, Doug Peterson's a great coach. I, he's a backup quarterback. He stunk. Um, there's a lot of backup quarterback, Josh McCown, who we got to know for a little bit, you know, people were talking about him going to head coaching right away because he's so smart, not a very good quarterback. There's a whole history of backup quarterback, um, you know, turning into great coaches or great analysts or things like that. Um, usually you need a little high pro, more high profile to be an analyst. So I'll give you that. But um, I don't know. It doesn't mean because you're not great at it. In fact, in some ways, if you are great at it, I think it makes it more difficult to evaluate because you don't understand why everybody's not as good as you. And it's not as easy yeah. for everybody else. Well, Peterson spent what twelve or thirteen years as a, yeah. as, a as a backup. I mean, yeah. you know, Sims couldn't even hack; he barely hacked five. You know, Frank Reich spent twelve or thirteen years yeah. as a backup quarterback. I mean, these these guys played the position in the league for a very long time, and they were competent. Phil Sims was not competent as a quarterback, and you know, you say what you want. I mean, I can see the day when you know Jalen Hurts might stumble. And not have the kind of season everybody's expecting, and then Phil or Chris Sims will say, "Oh, see, I told you. Yeah, he's not he's not a top five quarterback. I told top you the whole time. As, as long as as long as he's gone back and said, "Oops, I got Jalen Hurts wrong. Oops, I got Jalen Hurts wrong again. Oops, I got Jalen Hurts wrong." If he wants to take the victory lap on a year that Jalen doesn't reach his uh, high, uh, high heights, okay, as long as you're copping to your mistakes previously. I got no problems with a guy taking a victory lap. Just be consistent with it. And as far as Sims wasn't a great quarterback, yeah, he, he's played more in the National Football League than Jody McDonald, John McMullen, or Ed Kratz. That's true. And we have, we have our platform here, and we're giving out our opinion. So I'm not going to call him on the carpet of, or for that either. I just wait till after the results are in and say, nice job, or what the hell were you thinking, pal? And you've been able to say that if you're an Eagle fan to Chris Sims for the last – Three years. Uh, and the thing that uh, bothers Joe, both John and I, Trevor Lawrence being ranked ahead of him. And I know McMullen's a huge Trevor Lawrence fan. I'm a huge Trevor Lawrence fan. I think you're a pretty damn big Trevor Lawrence fan. I get it. He was the number one pick. He made unbelievable strides with a real coach in year number two. So he's going to take even bigger strides in that very difficult AFC. 
You got the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC Championship game this year, Ed Kratz? Uh, I really haven't looked at it that closely, but that would not be my pick to make the AFC Championship game, no matter how big a jump Trevor Lawrence makes. I mean, Trevor Lawrence came into Philadelphia, what, week four or five last year and laid a massive, massive egg with three, what was it, three interceptions, two fumbles. He turned the ball over five times in that game. Um, so, you know, now, it was a monsoon, but yeah, you can't do what he did. I, what the guy on the was, other side of the field do? I know Hertz threw a pick six to Andre Cisco in that yeah. game, but Which he did all over five times like Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Well, I was just talking about Jalen. Um, his ball security is unbelievable. I was comparing him to Josh Allen. That's the reason I put him ahead of Josh Allen. Most people wouldn't put him ahead of Josh Allen because Josh is so gifted. And he's more gifted, no question about that. But guy makes too many damn mistakes. Yeah. Uh, I, that's a big part of playing the quarterback position, in 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 my estimation. I only have two quarterbacks right now above, maybe three, um, because I anybody who knows me, Ed knows, Jody certainly knows. Um, I have an affinity for Aaron Rodgers, so I'm hanging on to that until the bitter end. But um, the only two clearly. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Those are the only two clearly that I think are better than Jalen Hurts right now. Um, I kind of default Aaron Rodgers, as I said. I understand why people don't after last season, but I think he'll have a bounce back year. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. And then I don't really have a problem with people that would put Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, because they're so gifted. But I, 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 I certainly wouldn't put Allen, and I'm, I debating. I'm doing this off the top of my head. I would debate Justin Herbert because he really is tremendously gifted. And one thing, and I'll get your opinion on this, Ed. One, one thing, Jody and I disagree on. Jody's a big results guy. Results, which I get. You know, you win, you lose. You win, you lose. I don't like Brandon Staley. I mean, there's different situations. If you're with Andy Reid, it's better than being with Brandon Staley. If you're with Nick Sirianni, it's better than being with Brandon Staley. If you're with Ed Kratz, it's better than being with Brandon Staley. And he still performs at a high level. Well, last time I checked, Josh Allen's playing for a defensive coach. It's not about a defensive coach. I don't well, like. Of course, him. you team, you don't like Brandon Staley. Why didn't you like Brandon Staley? He's a defensive I don't think coach. He's a good head coach. He goes for fourth and two at his own thirty. You're putting everybody against the wall. I don't think he's a good head coach. Uh, Sean McDermott, I'm not in love with Sean McDermott, but he's better than than Brandon Staley. I, I, I don't think everything's in a vacuum is all I'm trying to say. So the assumption that so-and-so did better than so-and-so, well, as I said, the AFC's tougher than the NFC. You mentioned Trevor Lawrence. Jacksonville's going to have a really good team this year, I think. I think they're going to win their division. Um, maybe Trevor Lawrence takes that next step, but they're not getting out of the AFC. I mean, if they were in the NFC, you might say, hey, maybe Eagles, Jags, uh, conference championship game. Wouldn't that be great with Doug Peterson and and everything and all those storylines? But they're in the AFC. They got a tougher road. The Eagles got to deal with the Cowboys. And the, and the 49ers when they pick a quarterback. Who else? I don't know. Jordan Love, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford with no supporting cast. 
the NFC is easier. Yeah. yeah. Fair or not. No, that's, that's definitely the truth. Um, all the good quarterbacks you mentioned them are in the AFC, basically, except for Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers now going into the AFC. He's got a better team around him than the Packers. Um, but that division that the Jags are in is – you should win that. I mean, it's no yeah. – there's no world beaters in there. Maybe the Titans are better this year. Uh, you know, they kind of went splat last year and lost their last seven games or so. Um, but they could be better. But still, that's the Jags division to win. But you're right. I mean, that AFC with the Chiefs and, you know, whoever else you want to put in there. Um, Bills, Bengals. Bills, right, I Bills, mean... Bengals. But, you know, as far as Jalen Hurts goes, yeah, I would probably put him third behind those two that you mentioned. But, you know, Hurts is – I mean – I was having this talk with somebody recently about Tanner McKee, you know, that six, five, six, six stand, you know, pocket passer, you know, 10 years ago, that guy would have been gold. You know, he had all, he would have been a first round pick Tanner McKee. Right. But the league has evolved so much and and we're seeing more, you know, quarterbacks that, you know, these teams want mobility out of their quarterbacks because these defenses have gotten so much quicker and so much bigger and stronger and all that. And, you know, they want to see a quarterback kind of keep things alive and try to extend a play for as long as he can. And McKee and guys like him, these pocket passers just don't have that same value as they had a dozen years ago or so. And so, you know, Jalen Hurts fits the mold of what we want to see. And it's going to be interesting to see how a guy like Anthony Richards uh, Richardson develops in Indianapolis. If he can, you know, be that kind of guy, we'll see if Justin Fields can you know, we've already seen the mobility in Justin Fields, but can he become that passer too? that, you know, you have to be both, I think, in the NFL today. And it's hard to find those guys. And I think that more than anything is probably what sets Hurts apart. I mean, the guy had 13 rushing touchdowns, um, which is just a crazy number for a quarterback, no matter where on the field they come from. Um, but I just think that's kind of the way the NFL is going is towards this kind of, uh, you know, mobile, keep play alive type quarterbacks. And, you know, Allen has that a little bit. I know he wants to stay oh, in the yeah. pocket a little bit more. Um, Burrow doesn't have that as much, but he's just a pinpoint accurate thrower. Um, and, of course, Mahomes has that ability that Hurts has, that running ability. doesn't do it as much, but he has it. Um, so I think that's where we're seeing the league go these last few years, and I think it's going to continue in that direction. Yeah, he did it in the Super Bowl last year yeah. against the Eagles, turned mm-hmm. it upfield. There are some big running plays made by Patrick Mahomes in the biggest game of the year all right eddie about this eagle team they're getting practice in over the next couple of days you guys will get uh, media availability on thursday um we talked about it a lot during the offseason nothing has transpired yet despite the fact that some people had deandre hopkins as good as here uh Hmm. It looks like it's going to be Quez Watkins is the number one wide receiver. You think uh, 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 uh Zacchaeus is going to beat him out for that third. You certainly got to share it with Quez, but is uh, that something we'll be looking back at halfway through the season going, yeah, how you should upgrade it there. Or do you think the Eagles are perfectly fine after their two star wide receivers at the wide receiver position? Yeah, you know, listen, and you have to account for, you know, the injury. The Eagles were very fortunate with injuries last year and that they didn't have, you know, they had their share, but they didn't have any, you know, at linebacker, for instance, where the depth is very thin and at receiver where, you know, Brown got nicked up and suffered some, you know, bruises along the way, but he answered the bell for all 17 plus. Same with Devontae Smith, who, you know, is nursing kind of a toe injury. He had a toe injury late last year, is rehabbing that. 
Um, but I think they're fine with Watkins and Zacchaeus and, you know, battling it out there and sharing <laughs> reps as the slot. My concern is what if one of these guys goes down and, you know, what, what do you have after that? I mean, John and I were at practice, I think, what, last week, and we, we saw Britton Covey, who looked, you know, a lot. He looked very quick, quick by very the way. Shifty. Yeah, yeah. You know, could he play a role? I mean, there's nobody more determined to, to do well than Britton Covey. Uh, you know, he, he's very driven to succeed in this league. You know, a smaller guy has been told that his whole life, so he wants to, you know, show that, hey, I can be the next Julian Edelman or Wes Welker, whoever you want to use as a comp. Um so, yeah, I, that to me is a little bit of a concern, though, is I like Zacchaeus and Watkins. Unlike probably a lot of people with Watkins, I think, you know, he had the down year. Maybe he was smelling himself, so to speak, coming out of season two when Nick Sirianni's telling him, you know, he's the best number two receiver in the league or the number three, whatever it was Sirianni was raving about with Watkins. Maybe he just got a little full of himself, and now you know he has rededicated himself. Hopefully, and he can be the guy you can count on. But I, I like those two. I just don't know if there's enough depth after that. I know Greg Ward's still on this team. You know, a very hand, you know, you know, steady, reliable guy. But you know, he doesn't light the world on fire. Um, so yeah, I think you, you know, I'm the biggest Greg Ward fan on the planet, right? I talk him up a blue streak. He, that that ship has sailed. <laughs> Greg Ward yeah, is still making, there. God bless he, him. Man. I know he's still there, and I hope he's on the practice squad again because I love him as a guy. And yeah, they're not going to. Uh, Greg, Greg Ward is a non factor for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2023. As no, it, it ends now. Yeah, I think so. But again, if, if you have an injury situation where you need somebody to step yeah, in, that's for a problem. Games, it, it's a concern. There's well, no- and let me ask you this because I asked this of John yesterday. How'd Devin Allen look in practice last week? Wasn't there. Oh, mm-hmm. but he wants to become an NFL wide receiver, and he's still out running hurdles somewhere. <laughs> well, we don't know where he was. I mean, they're they yeah, in Europe running hurdles. Yeah, is he, he is okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we know where he was. He was out still doing track. Yeah, and I thought yeah. I remembered uh, statements to the fact that I'm he did myself to football. Originally, sure, when he signed, sure yeah, and then he retorted and said, "Yeah, I'm not quite making. I'm sitting on a stupid practice squad." And I can be one of the fastest guys in the world and and still uh, perform at high level. Let me go back to uh, running over hurdles again. Why is he still on the Eagle roster? Well, I mean, he had a he was pretty good at Oregon as a receiver back in 2015 and 2016. 2015. So, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe you know he's still riding on that uh, little wave there, but uh, maybe that's it. Maybe the Eagles feel like, hey, you know, maybe he can help us at some point. Maybe he can return kicks. I'm surprised they. Uh, haven't tried him more at kicks. He's rarely back there as a punt returner, like during practice. I mean, I guess he is, but the, I don't think they seriously consider him that. So I'm not sure. He's a practice squad guy. You know, he's an insurance guy. Just right, in case. You were just and doing a great job of it, running down the fact that the Eagles don't have depth at the wide receiver position. You got down to Greg Ward. You were talking about Greg Ward playing for the Eagles this year, but Devin Allen, ah, just practice squad. Don't worry about it. No, I'm worried about it because Eagles don't have depth as wide receivers as correctly projected by Ed Kratz. Right. You know who I liked at at camp? I don't know if if John noticed, but I like this undrafted kid from Clemson, Joe Joe Nada. Yeah. I say Nada because of Pelodi, but uh, spell, I I don't know if he pronounces it, but spelled the same name. Right. Um, Yeah. He's a really big kid. Yeah. I thought he, I remember him having a nice catch there in that, 
what passed as a seven on seven drill that we saw yeah. uh, down the field. I mean, he's a long, thin guy that I'm sure he's going to be on the practice squad this year. And I, and listen, oh, yeah. a long way to go before we make these decisions, but I can see him being maybe that guy on the practice squad who might be able to fill in if something were to happen. Yeah. I think the knock on him, I was reading some of the scouting reports, our buddy, Rick Saratella, uh, Dane Brugler, uh, guys like that. He's six, three, he's two seventeen. So, um, you, as you might imagine, He's a good contested catch guy in college, but he didn't get a ton of separation. That scares me when you can't, if you can't get separation in college, you can't get separation in the NFL. So that concerns me. Jody's right. I mean, they don't have any depth that BJ Brown to Smith get hurt, but I don't, I mean, if those types of players get hurt, who's got somebody throw the talent. Is that what you're telling me, Johnny Mac? I'm not saying throw the talent. I'm saying point to me the situation where he, you lose an A.J. Brown, they just put up another A.J. Brown. You lose a Devontae Smith, and they put up another Devontae Smith. I mean, that's part of the NFL, the attrition. And then somebody like Wes Watkins, except God forbid that happens, he's got to step the hell up, and he's got to play a heck of a lot better. But I don't think the Eagles are that much different from anybody else, you know, what Cincinnati probably has the best receiving room in, in the NFL, uh, at least the top three. But if Jamar Chase goes down, they're in trouble. He did last year. Jamar Chase got hurt last year, and the Bengals still made it to the AFC title game. I mean, when, when someone of that caliber gets hurt, sure, you can't, you're not going to throw in another AJ Brown to replace AJ Brown, but you have to throw in a competent player there. And then you have to adjust your offense. I mean, the Eagles made it five games without Dallas Goddard yeah. as the tight end. And there's no world beater sitting behind Dallas. No. Goddard. Uh, and yet they went five and zero, oh, and, and yeah. they didn't skip a beat without Goddard. So, you know, you can, but you still had stole. He contributed a couple catches. Yeah, I mean, it, you're Goddard. right. You got to play differently. Though. Right. You have yeah. to play differently. So yeah, yeah. it's not about, you know, replacing him with another stud, but you have to have somebody competent. And then what does it do to the rest of your depth when you have to, the Eagles are fortunate. They have seven tight ends on this roster right now, you know, which is crazy, you know, uh, to have that many, but you, you have to have competency behind your top guys. And do the Eagles have that? Can Quez be competent? I think he can. Um, can is Quez a better football player? I'll say it than that. I'll ask you both. Is Quez Watkins a better football player than Jack Stoll? Because last year I would have told you yes, the biggest drop-off from any starter to his backup was tight end from Dallas Goddard to Jack Stoll. That was the biggest drop-off on the Eagles, and they still succeeded when he got hurt, as you mentioned, for that five games. I think Quez is a better alternative than Jack Stoll at receiver. I mean, different positions. In other words, I think he's a better alternative at his position than Jack Stoll is at his. That's why I think the Eagles have seven tight ends. They're looking for somebody. That's why they're bringing in Dan Arnold, from my perspective. They want an upgrade there. And it ain't Grant, Grant Calcaterra. Um, I, it was had a bad year, but I don't think he's a bad player. Too much optimism? Yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah, not for me. I, 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 you, you made the point earlier. I'll give you the team. I'll go six deep. The Eagles are too deep at wide receiver, and then Quez is a question mark. And I'm not going to say all six of these guys are given, 
but I would say they're all the equivalent of Quez Watkins. Going into this season, if Quez Watkins is the Eagles' number three wide receiver, I'll give you a team that has six guys that are at least as good as Quez Watkins at the wide receiver position. Are you ready? Sure. Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, McCall Hardman, Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, Randall Cobb. I'll take all those guys with or above – I don't know uh, about Randall Watkins. Uh, and that's uh, six deep I, at wide I, receiver. The Eagles are too deep at wide receiver. Well, here's the thing, though. I, I think you can go down most teams and say uh, they might be deeper than the Eagles, to be honest, at the receiver position. Although, you know, Alameda Zacchaeus played last year, you know, and, and, and we're kind of forgetting him as well. But we were talking about the Giants yesterday, and I mentioned – you know who it is. I got I, Hodgins, Slayton, Campbell. They drafted the kid from Tennessee, Jalen Hyatt. Shepard's still there. Wandell Robinson, right? I don't like the Giants wide receivers. Bunch of threes and fours. Yes. Bunch of threes and fours. They're all NFL players. They're all solid number three. or no. I'd rather have the Eagles receiving room because they have the two stars and then it falls off than having a bunch of threes and fours. The Jets are better. Garrett Wilson's a really good player. But I'm not in love with Alan Lazard. I think he gets elevated from Aaron Rodgers. I think the only reason Randall Cobb's in the league. You're going to take is, any of the wide receivers on the Eagles over Alan Lazard? No. Not, not named Smith. But or... I think he's better suited to be a three. Who 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 else? Give me the other names. Cobb shouldn't even be in the league anymore. He's only in the league because of Aaron Rodgers. He was a good receiver. Um who are the other guys? Well, Wilson's great. Uh, I'm a Denzel Mims fan. I like him. Yeah. He's a bit of a head case, but he makes big plays, but he talent. also disappears at times in the games. Corey Davis, who they overpaid right. to bring in, but uh, he's better than Quez Watkins. Come on. How about uh, Michael Gallup? Would he be on that list uh, with the Cowboys? Yeah, I think yeah. Michael's better than uh, – Yeah, I think Michael I've Gallup's. read a couple of reports that he's looked good in uh, practice. Now again, yeah, he's better. Uh, what, he what certainly can you read was into running around in shorts and a t-shirt, but supposedly he's looked good. I mean, he was darn good before the ACL. Um, hasn't been the same since, but I think he's still better. I'm not saying it's great, but I'm saying the Eagles can cobble it together with Quez Watkins and Alameda Zacchaeus. Um, and, you know, as Nick Sirianni all, often points out, we talk about rosters. From his perspective, it's not 53, right? It's 69 with the practice squad. Um, it, 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 his top three, three receivers are A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. That's, that's his top three receivers, and that's pretty stinking good. That's pretty stinking good when those three guys are out there at the same time. I don't and, – And I would even add – what we're going to see out of DeAndre Swift this year at running back. I think he's going to, you know, have 30 catches this season. So, you know, he's probably the fourth guy. If you want to talk, you know, players coming out of the, you know, in, in the, into the passing game, I think Swift is going to be a factor too. So yeah, if Smith or, and Brown, they stay healthy. Who cares? I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Team last year. And he saw like very little traffic. How many times did they throw him the ball? He had a couple, 
you know, key catches on third down. Watkins and, and, and Zacchaeus, they can make third down catches too. So, you know, if those guys stay healthy, this whole, you know, this whole conversation is kind of mute because it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, if they're healthy, nothing. Right. Yeah. If they're I healthy. Mean, if they're healthy, they're top five. They've, they've top five weapons in the NFL. Yeah. Um, by, by the way, Johnny Mac, Randall Cobb had more receptions and more yards than Quez Watkins last year. And you just said Randall Cobb should not be in the league. So I'm assuming that means Quez Watkins should not well, be in the league either. The quarterback loves him. Again, you're in a vacuum. You're always in a vacuum, Jody. The quarterback loves him. It, Quez is playing. Quez had a bad season, which I've said multiple times. He's playing and, behind and, A.J. And, Brown. And Quez had more targets than Randall Cobb. So, hey, How many targets does Randall Cobb get in the Eagles offense? With A.J. Brown healthy for the entire season, Devontae Smith healthy for the entire season, um, Dallas Goddard healthy for 12 games. How many targets do you think Randall Cobb gets in the Eagles offense? That's the vacuum if I'm Quez, talking about. If Quez Watkins were not on the team, I think he'd get the same number of targets as Quez Watkins. Same number of targets as Quez Watkins. So he's not getting – he might be a little bit better because Quez had a bad season. Right. He's I, a better well, player. I said that he was better. You said he doesn't belong in the league. No, you said he had more receptions, so he's better because he's in a different situation with a quarterback who loves him and brings him everywhere he goes. Like he's his little – and I love Rodgers. You know that. But he loves – he gets in love – he falls in love with these people. Robert Tunyon, I'm surprised when he's available, there's that other tight end. He'll probably be on the Jets. He falls in love with certain guys. Now, when it's Devontae Adams, great. When it's Randall Cobb, come on. You probably have a better young receiver, and they're going to get blocked because Rodgers loves Randall Cobb. Well, he, he may love him, but he – only threw it to him two more times than Jalen Hurts threw to Quez Watkins. So what is the love level between Jalen Hurts and Quez Watkins? I, I, I think you're misunderstanding that I said Quez Watkins was a good receiver. I'm saying I don't have a problem with him. I think they can cobble it together with him and Alamaze Zacchaeus. I think he's needs to improve on what he had last season. And somehow you heard he was a great player. I, I didn't say he was a great player. He's coming off a bad season. I never season. said you said he was a great player. I said that I thought all six of the Jets wide receivers were as good, if not better, than Quez Watkins. And you just dismissed uh, well, it, a guy it, it, who had it, better numbers last year than Quez did. You said well, he should be in I, the league. I dismiss him because, again, this is like the 18th time. Randall Cobb, how old is Randall Cobb? 34, 35. How old well, is We're only talking Watkins? about this season. How I'm, old not, is I'm not projecting Randall Cobb for 2028. Well, how old is Quez Watkins? I'm, I'm getting to a point. Can, can, Randall 20, a four, can, can Randall Cobb run a 4 3 2? I think they're different no, roles. Could, could Cooper Cup? So who, who that's cares not, about the 40 time? That's not the point. The Eagles aren't looking for Cooper Cup. The Eagles aren't looking for a guy who's going to catch the ball 125 times. 
they're looking for a guy who can stretch the field so things can open up for A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And for the most part, it worked pretty well. However, when Quez, when the ball is thrown to Quez, when the ball is thrown to Quez, he needs to do a better job making sure he catches it or fights for it or does all of those things. They don't want a 33-year-old slot receiver who can't run. They want to open up space for their good receivers. And that's why I'm talking about everything is not everything is not the same. It's not, they're looking for a specific type of player. And Randall Cobb is not a fit for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's all I'm trying to say. Right. And I, I, maybe you have misunderstood me. It seems like you think I always misunderstand you. I'm not saying Randall Cobb with the Philadelphia Eagles would be as good as well. Of course he's better with Aaron Rodgers because they've got a good relationship, but I'm just ranking wide receivers in the league. And yes, I would rank uh, one above the other off what they've done or what I think they can do this year. And sorry about that. Quez Watkins. If it helps, um, Jalen Hurts, uh, excuse me, uh, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, more power to him. If that's all he is, is a decoy, okay, fine. For the Philadelphia Eagles, that's great. But I'm just saying, if you're ranking wide receivers in the National Football League, I would rank uh, the Eagles sixth, uh, the Jets sixth receiver and the Eagles third receiver. That's my only point. You're, you're, you're factoring it into the team and how it plays. I get that. Um, I, that, that wasn't where I thought the conversation was going. It all started with me and Ed Kratz saying the Eagles are a little short uh, depth-wise at the wide receiver point, right, Ed? Yeah, I, I think they are for sure. Um, and listen, Howie, who's to say he's not going to make a move at some point this summer? You know, maybe Jordan Matthews is still available, and they can bring him. <laughs> they brought him. Uh, I know Mike Quick's available. He was on with us last week. He looked pretty good yeah. until his picture froze up on him. Yeah, let's bring back Mike Quick. Yeah, we were, we were joking about Jordan last week. If there's anybody who could come in and be a placeholder to do a press conference, it's Jordan Matthews because he likes doing it. Uh, but yeah, he as a matter of fact, San Francisco tried to turn him into a tight end. Right. Um, uh, uh, big, great guy, but yeah, um, no, that ship sailed for sure. But I mean, you know, who's to say how he won't, you know, wants to. Players start getting cut. No, I'll, I'll tell you what, if nobody keeps signing DeAndre Hopkins, who knows? Maybe we delve back into that uh, conversation and say, ah, you want to go ring chase for $3 million. By the way, I don't want to get it. I shouldn't even say that. I don't want to get Eagles fans excited. But uh, I think they should sign Hopkins. If he can subjugate his ego to play the role that the Eagles would want him to play, understanding that he's going to get – the same 50 targets that Quez Watkins had last year, then yeah, sure. yeah gonna, bring him on. Not, I mean, he's not certainly gonna, not what he was. Not going to work. Not going to yeah. work. Yeah. Five-time uh, five All-Pro. He's, yeah. he's 30 years old now. Um, not what he was, like I said, but he still can add value. And when you look at this Eagles receiver court, oh, he can add up. value. Yeah. yeah. He can definitely add value. I'm going to predict he goes to Cleveland for the Probably. reunion uh, with Deshaun Watson. I don't know. There's cap space and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I want to circle back. Last thing. We kept you too long. I apologize. At Kratz E. Uh, follow Ed on Twitter. SI.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles. We started talking about the disrespect of Chris Sims with Jalen Hurts. I'm going to end it with real disrespect. 
Chris Sims had Dak Prescott at number 13 in his hmm. rankings. I mean, that to me is bigger disrespect. How can Dak Prescott be 13 behind? I uh, Let's see. The guy's immediately ahead of him. Purdy? Cousins. Daniel Purdy. Jones. Purdy, serious disrespect. You don't want to go there, Kratz, because I'll take up the next half hour. He's got him in the goddamn 20s. He's got Baker Mayfield ahead of Brock Purdy. Daniel what the Jones. hell is Baker Mayfield ever won? <laughs> Daniel Jones is number 11, and Dak Prescott's number 13. That's yeah. disrespect, yes. That's disrespect. Yeah, yeah, it's a that's a bad list, let's face it. You know, yeah, it's it's just a, and this is he, he, this is just well, a drive just conversation. It's like, a bad list. It's, it's a, a bad, bad list. list. All right, uh, I'm gonna fire away with this, Ed, because it's important. Last question. Knowing you're like this with the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, when you go down to practice the other day, you guys will get your media session, you'll take a left when everybody else is taking a right and go into Mr. Lori's office. Uh please pass this suggestion on to him tell him it's from this idiot who does a youtube show about the philadelphia eagles i want him to volunteer for hard knocks the nfl has not named their hard knocks team yet there are only four teams that actually with the nfl's own imported guidelines that do qualify to be in this year the jets the saints the bears and the commanders and they haven't picked a team yet. Maybe they're just waiting and praying and hoping they can get this deal done with Joshua Harrison. It's going to be Washington. Since nobody's stepping up, I say Jeff Lurie run into Roger Goodell's office and go, give us hard knocks. We want to showcase the Philadelphia Eagles to the entire world. I know my coaches are going to be happy with me, but it's my name on the door. I'm the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles. We are the face of the National Football League. We lost the Super Bowl by this much. If you didn't have that bad holding call on uh, our cornerback, we would have won the damn Super Bowl. Put us on hard knocks, Raj. Tell me you can talk Jeff Lurie into this. Mm, boy, uh, that's really not his style to go out there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grant, you got info. You got you got Grabby Toss. You I, got Paul. Make this happen. I I would love to see it because it would just be a you know a font of information coming out of that to talk about to write about. I mean that would be yes, yes, a goldmine. Exactly. Let's face it. But I'm pulling for the Commanders because I want to see the magic of Sam Howe. Oh, I forgot. Where's Hal on Sims's list? How could you forget that? I'm never going to let you forget that, Jody. When he's lighting up no, the scoreboard. I, I I, sorry, Ed. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, you're. Oh, we're gonna have fun this year. When when Sam Howe's replaced uh, by Jacoby Brissett, Week Five, <laughs> you're gonna have some defending to do. We'll Sam Howell is number thirty-nine. On Chris Sims' list. All right. How, how many teams hurts. are in? How many teams are there in the NFL, John? Uh thirty-two. Thirty-two, and Sam's number thirty-nine. 39. Hey, here's what you can say about Sam Howell. I believe he outranked Jalen Hurts. I think he was fortieth. 
going into his second season. Jalen Chris Sims had him at 40. 40. He's got Sam Howell at 39. So Sam Howell, the second coming of Jalen Hurts, uh, according to Ed Kratz. That's what you're saying. Don't poke the bear, Jody. Don't poke the Sam Howell bear. 39, Uh, we'll see. But that's why I want to see the commanders on hard knocks, because I want to see my man Sam Howell. Yeah, by the way, if they put the Eagles on hard knocks, what the hell would they film? They're never out on the field. What are they going <laughs> to film, Jody? What are they, they, uh, they, they, they're back know. in the, the rookies back in their room in their uh, dorms and stuff. Yeah, like we that. would watch Jake Elliott kicking everybody's butt in basketball, ping pong, golf, whatever the game is. Jake, Jake Elliott is awesome dominant. at everything. Yeah. Everything. So you'd see a lot of Jake Elliott winning stuff. Uh, yeah. We could get more botanical insight from Coach Nick Sirianni. Uh, I, I would look forward to the, the growth of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Eddie Kratz, always a pleasure, brother. We get you back up in a couple of weeks. Uh, don't don't give McMullen too hard a time. And if he forgets his SFP, uh, make sure you bring that skincare for yeah. him. Okay? Seventy, baby, seventy. Yep, we'll do. Ed Kratz, Sports Thanks, Illustrated, Ed. here with Bye. us on Birds Three Sixty Five. All right, coming back uh, with. Uh, fill in the blanks here for a couple of minutes and then Connor Ward's going to join us uh, had a uh, fun article um, when when was that uh, uh, column or slash what do you call it a post that he did I for saw it last Connor? week I think uh, I think it was last week oh. but it could have been a little bit longer but I stumbled across it last week so I thought it was interesting yeah uh, fun article uh, by our buddy Connor Orr, uh, covers the entire National Football League for Sports Illustrated he's going to join us coming up in oh just about 15 minutes from now stay with us here on Birds 365 <laughs> run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five mile island so leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods
and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Mag and Mac guys here on Birds 365. Appreciate you streaming on in. Hour number two coming your way. Uh, we'll include Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated. Going to jump in with us coming up in the next 12, 13 minutes or so. Uh, Want to give props to another one of John's compatriots on the Eagles beat. I enjoyed uh, reading this last night. Uh, from our pal Jimmy Kemsky, who was just on with us last week. Um, Eagle draft pick comps. We know the Eagles drafted uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, we know who the top drafts were. And Jimmy came up with a couple of guys who, the way that they played in college, their measurables, uh, projections. We're loving talking projections today any inability for Chris Sims to do so. Um, but Jimmy Kemsky took a couple of shots with the Eagles draft picks. Did you see this article, John McMullen? I have not. Right. I and have not. Don't, don't look at it. We'll see if you can get lucky. And it's very difficult. Uh, not going to chide you when you go over three. Um, Jalen Carter, what current and or most recently played in the league defensive tackle do you think at least in your Ooh. mind Jalen Carter comes to boy that's an interesting one because he's so gifted um he's too big to be an Aaron Donald type um uh I, you know I can't go Fletcher Cox because he's here um that would actually be my probably my closest a young Fletcher Cox but Right, that's that's, that's too easy. Uh, I assume he didn't go that way. Um, um, Keem Hicks is too powerful. Um, I I think you'll be okay with this comp because you're a pretty damn good player. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons. There you go from the Tennessee Titans. That Jalen Carter could be the next Jeffrey Simmons, which correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Simmons get paid this offseason? Yes. Didn't they just sign him uh, to a mega contract to keep him? Uh, Yes. Tremendous uh, player. Great season. Deserved his contract. Um, I think Carter's a little bit more. I think Carter's got more talent. That's how, for people who don't know. If he becomes Jeffrey Simmons, the Eagles will be ecstatic. Johnny yeah. thinks he can be even better than that. And I'm not disagreeing with him because yeah. the kid has got a ton of talent. All right, second round or second first round pick, Nolan Smith. Now, this one surprised me a little bit. After I read it, I said, all right, I see where he's going, 
but it wasn't the first one that jumped out at me. Uh, recent NFL player whose talent level, what he did and what you think that Nolan Smith's going to be able to do as far as production goes, who would you comp him to? Um, you know, that the obvious comp there, again, it's on the same team as Hassan yep. Reddick. But um, I, I don't think he's the same player as Hassan Reddick. I think for people that don't know, Nolan's like really good against the run in college. He was a better against the run than as a pass rusher. So he's like projected uh, to be a very good pass rusher, but it's a lot of projection. Um, and I'm trying to think of an undersized guy who's good against the run, and I can't even think of one. Um, I'm trying to, uh, I don't know, maybe Dwight Freeney. Um, That's not bad. I like that uh, comp. Um, that's all I can come up with. It's so I'll rare. You, I'll give you the guy that uh, Jimmy came up with, Clay Matthews. Uh, See, gotta yeah. go back. A I little. love Jimmy. I do not agree with that one. Yeah, I don't love that one either. I didn't. Um, Clay Matthews was just a one-trick pony, and he was great at the trick. But I mean, he was a hundred miles an hour straight ahead. Um, at all times, and I always go back to that Colin Kaepernick playoff game where he set the record. If you watch the film of that game, he set the rushing record for quarterbacks. Um, Clay Matthews did not know what the hell to do. Um, yeah, I, I don't like that projection. I think Nolan Smith is a much more well-rounded player. Uh, my, my question on Nolan Smith is the pass rush. Like I don't think he's going to be Clay Matthews as a pass rusher, but I think he's he's a much better all around player um, than than. You and I have a different scouting report on Nolan Smith. I think he is going to be a pass rusher. I think he is. Oh, going everybody to be thinks he's going to be a pass rusher. Double digit sacks guy. I think he could have been a product of a very good Georgia defense when it comes oh, to the run. I mean, that's um, what people talk. Um, you know, he was – that's the whole point. That's why it's a projection. I mean, everybody projects him to be a great pass rusher. I'm saying he didn't do it at Georgia. I think a lot of people think he did it at Georgia. Right. I think he chopped right. out at four sacks. But that's the way they play defense. That's – they don't – we we went through this with Jordan Davis last year. They play, like, because they're so good – they play a certain way. They're very disciplined. They're very uh, read and react. They're not very attacking. And then you want to project them to be an attacking. And everybody has. And maybe becomes a great player doing it. He certainly got the athleticism. Um, all I'm saying is it, it's a projection. It's all but that's what understood. But sometimes projections are right, sometimes they're wrong. I noticed one uh, writer slash YouTube host who projected uh, Michael Parsons as a pass rusher, even though that was not what he did at Penn State. He was a yeah. side to side, well, that's run the down trick. the ball, yeah. great tackling linebacker, and he got to the pros and became a an edge rusher and is one of the best in the business. So sometimes you can see something and project correctly like you did with Michael Parsons, 
yeah, I'm projecting Nolan Smith to be more of a, an effective player in in the uh, pass game than in the run game. I, I I know, and people have commented on this. You can confirm or deny. He's a little bit bigger than most people thought. Maybe draft night because you saw him in his uh, well tailored suit, and he did uh, go viral a little bit with his talking to the coach and everything else. He's got pretty good size. He's a legit. Who's bigger, he or Hassan Reddick? He's probably he's got a bigger lower body. I think that's what kind of fools people. Uh, but I mean, he's undersized. There's no question about it. But I think he's got a bigger lower body. Uh, and don't get me wrong. I want to make it clear because I know I get misquoted all the time with fans. Um, I th- Nolan Smith is going to be a pass rusher. Um, I'm saying I I was stunned how good he was against the run at Georgia. I think he's a better uh, two-way pl- player than people give him credit for. That's what I'm trying to say. I think because he's 235, I think people assume, well, he's just an edge rusher. He's better than the typical 235-pound guy when it comes to playing the run. Problem is he's a 235-pound guy playing the run. I mean, at some point, that comes into it. That's what I was – I probably didn't say it correctly. All right. And let me give you the last one, Jimmy's, and then we're going to punch up uh, kind of or. Um, Third-round pick, Kyler Steen, played tackle at the collegiate level, is projecting here early on to potentially play guard for the Eagles. They're okay at tackle as long as they got that clean. <laughs> Johnson guy's still playing, and Jordan Mylotta's going nowhere fast. So if Steen's going to play, he's going to play at the guard position. NFL guy who is uh, comped to Tyler Steen. I actually like this one. Uh, uh, Got to be a, a tackle moving inside. It's not as easy um, as people give it credit for. Um, um Boy, that's a tough. Yeah, one. that's tough. So I'm, I'm just going to give it to you, um, and you're going to tell me whether you do or don't like the comp. Um, where the hell is it? I wrote it down here. Oh, Robert Hunt from the Dolphins, who was a collegiate guard, a collegiate tackle, who they moved into guard. Pretty damn solid right guard for the Dolphins. Um, I like the comp. Wasn't a high draft pick, but neither was Steen third round. Uh, so I, I thought that one was a good match uh, by Jimmy. Robert Hunt of the Dolphins. Not that you're breaking down game films of the Dolphins offensive line every no, single week, right. nor am I. So I'm just projecting a little bit. I actually thought uh, Jimmy had that one on there. <clears throat> yeah, I, I got to be honest with that one. Godspeed to Jimmy. I I don't know enough about Robert uh, Hunt. I, I don't know enough about Tyler Steen. I got to see him at training camp. Right. Well, they're I, all I, projections with the guys. I mean, that I haven't played yet. I, I was trying to think of a, a short arm guy who moved because he was short armed. Um, and, uh, you know, it's tough. I can try to find somebody in the break. It's tough to come up off Just my head. Do, do me a favor when you go to the break. You got the PFF rankings. Uh, how did uh, he grade out uh, Robert Hunt? among guards in the National Football League this past year. I don't know how he projected him. Did he bring up arms? Did you look at it? That uh, 
Yeah, uh, off the top of my head, I don't remember exactly how he broke it down, but the whole started outside, was a collegiate tackle, moved inside, adapted well. Um, that, that, that's what Jimmy was mostly tying it to. But do me a favor, look up Robert Hunt and see where he ranked with the guards. And if he ranked pretty well, and Jimmy's right, then the Eagles have uh, added another brick to the wall in their offensive line is molded by Jeff Stoutland. Uh, Jody Mac, Johnny Mac coming back. Hoping to hear from Connor Orr of Sports Illustrated National Football Writer. He's scheduled to join us next year on Birds 365. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement. But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, fake them out. Mama, go up, up, up! She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. here on birds 365 as you can tell by the two of us being here without connor or we haven't been able to get to the connor yet i think i booked him last week yeah and i said i would send a reminder text and i got so 
caught up and talking about Chris Sims' inability to rank quarterback <laughs> uh, going into a season. I completely forgot to send a reminder text to Connor Roar, so we're kind of hoping that uh, I just send him a text now and he gets this and or realizes we sent him the link to join the show that we get him up sometime before we exit stage left today. Um, but I, I do want to ask you about a another guy who during the season, John, during the offseason, I should say, was potentially linked to the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, hey, real quick before we get into that, because I did look it up, Robert Hunt was number okay. 12 of 77, but he played tackle. So I'm going to give you a better. He uh, did play I tackle think. last year? They, yeah. they used the, they it rated him Teron as a Teron Ar- uh, Armstead at left tackle. He was at right tackle. He's got 33 and a half inch arm length. So he's got longer arms than uh, Tyler Steen. A little bit shorter, and the guy he made, and I looked at, and the only reason I, is because I looked up the top guards um, who, who played left tackle in college, moved inside because he had shorter arms. Ezra Cleveland, number eight overall guard in the NFL. Yeah, maybe that's a projection. Okay. Right. Um, uh, J- Jimmy said that. Uh... He, the guy in Miami played both tackle and guard last year. I didn't. Again, neither one of us watched I Miami. Probably White. Played, he probably played some guard, but they had him graded at, uh, at tackle. As a tackle. Okay. Uh, uh, understood. Right, here's a guy I do want to ask you about. And, again, we're hoping to get Connor Orr up here uh, before the show comes and goes. Um, during the offseason, uh, you and I both kind of roll our eyes when – Someone uh, hits the waiver wire. Shoot, I guilty as charged last night on my WIP show. I said, if LeBron James is going to be moving on from LA, because there's a major story, yes, Kyrie Irving is recruiting LeBron James to join him with the Dallas Mavericks to make a troika of Luca and Kyrie and LeBron together playing in Dallas. It's, it's fantasy basketball, is what it is, but it's fun. Uh, so I said last night, hey, if LeBron's going to move on from L.A., they took his shot, got his title, been taking shots the last couple of years, didn't get it done. Let me go try and do something else, add something else to my re- resume and legacy. Go to Philadelphia, help them get their first championship in 40 years and elevate Joel Embiid. James Harden came in here. He's going to elevate Joel Embiid in the postseason. Didn't happen. Take a shot with Le- LeBron. This is uh, uh, somewhat along those lines. The whole DeAndre Hopkins thing. Of course. If he if he gets on a uh, a witness stand and puts his hand on his Bible and says, "Oh, I'm good with being the third wide receiver. I'm good with getting 50 targets. I'm good with just being a uh, decoy for AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Oh, and I'm good with only making three million dollars." Well, I'm not gonna say no, but what are the chances of that happening? Highly unlikely. That's why. I dismissed the DeAndre Hopkins to the Eagles thing. There is a narrative, as far-fetched as it may be, that you can paint that it would work. I'm kind of there with uh, the Vikings running back as well. Um, I understand he's a really good player, Dalvin Cook. He's one of the best running backs in the National Football League. The Vikings are in a bit of a salary cap crunch, and they'd rather move on from him than keep him and use him again this year. So people are saying, if he's released, how do we not get Dalvin Cook? There were rumors that he was going to trade for Dalvin Cook. 
let me start there. Anything to those rumors, or was that just uh, no. NFL uh, rumors in the wind? Certainly not a trade because he makes so much money. I mean, uh, you know, the Eagles are the Eagles. They're not paying a running back what Dalvin Cook uh, gets paid. And um, if you trade for him, you have to pick up the contract. So, right. no, and- that was never that was never that part of it was never realistic. Um, if he gets released, he's one of very similar. You brought up Hopkins. All right, yeah. If nobody wants him, and he wants to chase a ring for three million dollars, yeah. All right, sign me up. That's not going to happen. I mean, I think teams are getting smarter, uh, but he's still a good player. He had a bad year from. An advanced statistics standpoint, um, yards above expectation, nonsense like that. I, I I hate to chuckle, but I mean the guy makes plays. Um, right. Uh, you, we we brought up that Buffalo game with Josh Allen. Put on that bill. You, know, you had like an eighty-yard run um, in that game. Um, the 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 largest comeback in, in NFL history. He took a screen 75 yards to the house. The guy can still play. I got to believe somebody's going to give him something from a monetary standpoint. And that's not going to be the Eagles. I mean, right. And it's, it's one of those, you got to negotiated situations. If you really wanted the player, but you couldn't afford what his seasonal cap is, is right now. And I don't have it in front of me. You know, it's less than what the cap hit's going to be because I'm sure the Vikings uh, extended out and uh, give him bonuses or whatever. I'm not sure what his number is. But if you acquire the player, then you just negotiate ahead of time. Here's what we need to do with your contract. Are you willing to do it? He says, yes, boom, he comes in. Um, so the Eagles could make it work under the cap. Unless you're Devin Cook and he's just like, nope, my contract's in place. Either you pick me up and you take me, Vikings, either you keep me or you cut me. I'm good with it either way. I think I'm that good on the open market in June. Damn, you got to have a lot of confidence to do that in June. That you're going to be able to get your worth. You got to handle this well, Dalvin, and your agent has to handle this well. Yeah, I, I just don't see it. Even with those ways to work around a contract in place that may look like an overpay as of right now, you, you got to have two that are willing to dance. And I don't know that uh, Dalvin Cook is willing to dance and come back down and renegotiate. And I sure as heck don't think the Eagles are going to put money into the running back position. Do you, John? No, no. They've done their uh, what they're going to do with the running back position. Um, and they just you know, they don't believe. And they're right, by the way, because Dalvin Cook is a very good player. Um, he has been a very good player. The Eagles were very interested in him coming out uh, when he was a, a rookie second-round pick. Um, but they're not they're they're not going to get into that game when it comes to paying running backs big-time salaries. And um, – his cap hit, I just looked it up, is $14.1 million this year. Um, he's that's also, his cap hit, or that's, that's the his, dead cap hit for Minnesota? If you no, get that's, his, that's his cap hit. Oh, 14.1 no, no million. No chance, no shot. Yeah, and he's under contract 
through 2025, and his cap hit is 15.6 million and then 13.5 million over the next two years past that. This is a Rick Spielman contract. This is an old school GM contract. The Vikings have a new school GM. That's why they're looking to move on. The Eagles have the uh, Kwesi Odopa Mensa mindset. They do not have the Rick Spielman mindset. If you've got the page open on either over the cap or, or Spotrack, um, what's the dead cap hit for the Vikings? Dead cap is $8.2 million. Um, so they'd year. save they'd save six by cutting them. Um, yes, yes, yes. Um, it's you know it's a it's a bad contract. It's a good player with a bad contract, if that makes sense. Agreed. Um, um, and you know, but that's the Vikings problem, and the Eagles aren't taking the Vikings problem on their hand. That's for damn sure. I mean, they're. They're too smart for that. Right. That's why when that whole conversation was being had about trading Dalvin Cook, not unless Dalvin bought in. You were going to have to have Dalvin Cook say, oh, yeah, I'll redo my contract uh, just to get to a specific place and or the team is going to have to extend him out. It just didn't make sense. The, the, let's trade for Dalvin Cook. No, the only way you're getting Dalvin Cook was wait until the Vikings release him. They don't take the $14 million on the cap hit this year, but they do have dead cap money. So they don't save a ton either, but they save some because I'm sorry. Uh, what did the Vikings go last year? 13 and four, right? 13 Eagles and were 14 four. and three and the Vikings yeah. were 13 and four. You cut Dalvin Cook and replace him with Matson, their backup running back you're not going to be as good. I'm sorry. And they didn't draft a running back high. So I don't see that being a major factor. Do you really want to take a step backwards? Do you want to add to it? I think now that they're in, in for a penny, in for a pound, I think they may end up just keeping them. What's that extra $6 million in cap room going to get you done? Well, they're already, you know, they've already done their, work they had to do they were one of the teams that were way over the cap so they had to do a lot of manipulation to get under the cap he's on the team now i've heard speculation that they might just say all right let's keep him yeah i I just don't if i were minnesota i would do that uh you were comparing the old school general manager the new school general manager you're just john mcmullen the general manager you have to inherit what your previous general manager did what would your decision be if you were the you um, ties and moving on? Are you going, I tried, it didn't work. Now I have to just worry about the best of the team this year. Dalvin is, what do you, here's two things Dalvin are. Uh, $14 million pay, which is overpaid, and the best running back we have on our team right now, which way you cut? Well, I, I would have tried, and I think uh, Kwesi did try to get him to take less. Um, but no, I, I mean, I would move on and I would try to get, you know, whatever conditional seventh round pick something. Well, you're not um, going to get anything because you can't. What team is going to take him on at $14 million yeah. right now? That's th- probably nobody. So yeah. it's difficult. So you're not that's even why, getting a conditional seventh. He's that's virtually why, untradeable. That's why 
Now you might, we were just talking about the dolphins, you know, he's from Miami. That's been the biggest speculation. Um, you know, maybe he works with it to get in Miami where he works out a restructured deal and you can get something from that perspective. Maybe you go the baseball route. Maybe you pay some of the salary um, and get to get some kind of condition. Remember, this is new school GM, not old school. Right, 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 right. So maybe he, he, he's willing to pay half of the salary to get something back, um, which – I think would be the most likely scenario, but from his perspective and just knowing how these guys think he's already paid Alexander Madison, like a starting running back. He ain't paying two starting running backs. Rick Spielman might do that. Quasi's not doing that. Um, so you asked me, what would I do? I would have let Alexander Madison walk and try to, um, and this is where young GMs, in my opinion, make mistakes. He he declared his intention yep. too early, and they all do it, and how he takes advantage of it. I, I mentioned with how was DeAndre whipped here? Because Brad Holmes, another young GM, declared his intentions, and then how he took advantage of it. He declared his intentions too early. Correct. Now, here's where I think you and I part ways. Um, I'll put you in the position of Dalvin Cook's agent. We're sitting here right here, right now. Uh, They had conversations about potentially he hears the whispers and the rumors about him being traded. They may have even come to he and his agent and said, listen, we're, we're going to have to cut you. We're now into June. Teams don't have that kind of cap money. Let's do the renegotiation thing. We'll keep you here, blah, blah, blah. And to this point, Dalvin has said, no, I'm not renegotiating anything. Either cut me or pay me. My contract is in place or you can let me go and hit the free agent market. Um, do you think there's a revisiting of that? If you were his agent, would you advise your client, listen, we're probably going to get cut. Uh, John McMullen said on birds 365, he thinks the hammer's coming down rather than the, hey, they might just keep them uh, possibility. So then we're going to be on the open market. We're going to be free to negotiate any deal. We're not getting 14 million. So if we take a little bit less, either to go in a trade or to stay on the Vikings, would we rather do that rather than get cut and go out into a, free agency off season that's already had the team spend the great majority of their money. What would you advise the player to do if you were Dalvin Cook's agent? I mean, it kind of depends on how badly he wants to be in a certain situation. Um, If he wants to go home and play in Miami, or if he wants to go play with his brother at Buffalo, those have been the two biggest uh, speculate. Yeah, how, how can he play with his brother in Buffalo? They play the same position. Well, if better. one was a defender and one was an offensive player, I'd go, yeah, get me to my brother. Um, they, they're, they're fighting for time and running back. Dalvin's going to want all the carries. The brother's going to go, hey, you're not coming to Buffalo and cutting into my well, carries. Well, his brother's going to have to take a back seat. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's um, not going to go over well uh, uh, on Thanksgiving dinner, John. That, that is, so we'll use Miami. If you want to throw Buffalo out, we'll use Miami. Exactly. If he wants to go home and play in Miami, how badly does he want to go home and play with Miami? Um, 
you know, as opposed to getting the most money from a bad team, you know, maybe Arizona. I don't know, but, you know, Gannon used to be in Minnesota. Gannon probably knows how good of a player he is, blah, blah, blah. Um, do you want to be on the worst team in football or do you want to play with Miami's a, a good ascending team? Um, he's always wanted to play there. You could probably make that happen because they want him. Uh, they have a need, you know, again, give a, give up a six round pick, uh, and make Minnesota pay half of the salary. Then you don't have to deal with that. Um, that to me would be the most logical end game. Um, but you know, young GMs make inexperienced mistakes. He made a mistake and now he's in this situation and it might just come down to, um, they have to cut him. They have to swallow the medicine. And then he can pick and choose where he wants to go. But as you pointed out at this time on the calendar, he's not getting a lot of money. Now, Floyd got... We were talking about uh, Leonard Floyd yesterday. He got $9 million. Not bad. Um, um, so he's a really good player. He, he's going to get more than $2 million, $3 million, But... I don't know how hard that goes. Right. Uh, and I'll give you the other shoe that helps the Miami scenario work out uh, on June 1st, which uh, we lamented the other day when June 1st kicked in. Not a whole hell of a lot of moves in the National Football League. There were years that June 1st, player cut, player cut, player picked up, player traded, blah, blah. There was really no significant transactions. The only thing that June 1st has now become because of the you can cut a guy with a June 1st designation and you got to wait and then you get uh, cap clearance once you get to June 1st, but you don't have to wait until June 1st to cut a guy. So it used to be the way the rules worked a ma- uh, major day in the NFL. Now it's kind of a minor day, uh, not not as big. And as- by the way, I have to clarify since you bring that up. So that was the pre-June 1st numbers, $8.2 million in dead money for Minnesota. They'd be getting back $5.9 million in cap savings. It's actually changed um, post-June 1st. Now the dead money is only $5.1 million, and the savings is $9 million. So ultimately, they'll probably have to just uh, release him. Cut him, uh, yeah. Um, but here's why they can do that if you're Davin Cook and you might even be fighting for it. Miami was the team that gained the most money on June 1st because of cuts they had made with June 1st designations. Because when you do that, you don't get the cap relief right away. You have to wait till June 1st. You can say we're, we're going to do it. And as of June 1st, uh, he's going to be officially released. It gives the player the chance to sign earlier, but you don't actually buy into that cap relief till you get to June 1st. The Dolphins got like $13 million more in cap relief as of June 1st. They were first. I think the Cowboys were second because of the Zeke Elliott was cut with a post-June 1st designation. So they bought into a lot of more, lot more salary cap room. I think they added $10 million to their uh, salary cap space. So, um, yeah, I think. Yeah, and, uh, and by the uh, way, I, I think I, he makes. I'm going to say, even though you're right, the old school GM is compared to the new school GM. When push comes to shove, I, I think Minnesota's going to keep them. If they I, were in I, a I, rebuild mode, I would get that. 
what kind of back do you think Madsen's going to be? You're right. They gave him close to starting running back money because the running back money ain't what it used to be. Dalvin, yeah. cling to that contract as long as you can because it's headed. It's trending in the opposite direction there, big guy. You think Madsen's going to be good if they cut Dalvin Cook? I think he's going to be fine because he has been fine. You know, Dalvin's had some injury issues. He has been issues. fine as the number two back. He hasn't been the lead well, back. Well, in the, in the, in the, he's had some chronic shoulder issues and when he has missed games madison has performed um but he's not nearly as explosive so you're losing the home run aspect to your offense i talked about the play against buffalo you're not getting 80 yard runs you're not getting you're not breaking screens for 75 yard touchdowns uh with alexander madison um I think he's the type of running back the new school GM likes. He's like um, uh, the kid from Rutgers. I, why can't I think of his name? Pacheco. Pacheco. That's the type of back he is, um, which is fine. You can win with it, but you're losing. I'm kind of torn on players like Cook because I, I, you know, the home run aspect I think is important and he provides that. Um, but I can't pay him $14 million. I, you know, I, 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 so I, I understand where, uh, Kwesi is thinking. I get his thought process. Um, but boy, I mean, yeah, they're not as good without him. Simple as that period. I mean, they're not as good. And right. what are you doing as a GM? You know, all right. You know, maybe when it comes time, to where the pendulum ships and you're not as good. But are they a real contender? I don't think they are. But then you throw the NFC into it. I mean, they won 13 games. Right. If they upset, if, they, if the Giants don't upset them, who knows where we're talking about with that team. But if you if you force me to to make a decision, I would say they're not a real contender. And if you're not a real contender, well, you might as well turn it over. It's a very difficult decision. It is. Right. But when you're the general manager, you and I can say this on Birds 365. When you're the general manager who's in charge, who's brought in, and you win 13 games, and you go to your own and go, yeah, you know, we won 13 games last year, but between you and me, we're really not that good. Yeah. So I got a decision to make here, which will probably make us a lesser team this season. So we're going to win less games, but down the road somewhere, it's going to pay off for it. You and Oni, you want to hear that from your general manager? You hired him to be a new school general manager. They hired him, so thinking. they want to hear it. I mean, that's what they hired, and that's what they're getting. And that's why, if you're asking me, what would I do? I would keep the player. If you're asking me, see, you and I are on the same page. If, on if, if, but if you're asking me what I think Quasi uh, uh, going to do, he's not keeping the player. You think he's going to um, cut him, or and that's work, what work something out. Ziggy and Mark Wilt, that's what they hired, and that's what they're getting, and that's what they wanted. So right. that's what. A couple get. of things here. I want to get one more thing uh, as far as an opinion from you goes um, before we get to our last break. But even before that, got a text back from Connor Orr. Um, he said uh, a word that you're not supposed to use on a radio. I could use it here, shit, on uh, <laughs> YouTube. Uh, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm all out of sorts. Daughter was up all night, 103 fever. Oh, doctor. oh. 
Uh, yeah. so it's, there are more important things. Exactly. That's why I thought I said understood completely. Yeah. Hope your daughter feels better. He already yeah. volunteered to reschedule and come out with us later this week or next week or whatever. Yeah. But let we him. Can, we, let, we can bowl. We can bowl. You know what? To yeah, a we, we bowl. You yeah. know what? It our way to the yeah. uh, second hour without the help of Connor Ward. But we will get him on later on in the week. All right. I got to ask you about this guy because it became a story again yesterday. Uh, and it almost bothers me to do so. Your thoughts on. Akbar Baja Biamila. What what happened? I, I what happened? Do, do you at least recognize the name? Oh yeah, right. I, yeah, former uh, NFL player. He's a co-host of American Ninja Warriors. Now that might be up your alley, Mister Wrestling. Do you watch American Ninja Warriors? I have never seen ten seconds of it. I have, uh, but I've never watched more than five minutes. I tune in. The guy will be going through the courts. I go. Yeah, I don't really watch the turn this off. Boom. Uh, so I know of it, but I'm not a fan either. He was the guy who reported on Twitter, I think it was, because he had a source that he really trusted that Derrick Henry not only could potentially be traded to the Eagles, but it was a done deal. That Derrick oh, Henry yeah. was now going I remember to be it. Yeah. a Philadelphia Eagle. Yeah. He was the guy, even yeah. though. He's now the host yeah. of America. He's a on former way, NFL his... player, but his claim to fame, he's the host of co-host of America. I was, I because I, I get him mixed up. His his brother was a heck of a pass rusher with Green Bay for a short span, uh, but not Kabir uh, was was a heck of a pass rusher. Akbar not as much. Yeah, Akbar um, played for three or four different the Raiders and I think Panther. I forget the other team he was on. But uh, he was 74 guy who, and a half sacks in his career. How many? Uh, 74 and a half. Did he get uh, 74 and a half? No, not Akbar. His brother. Kabir. Oh, his brother did. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Akbar wasn't that good a player. No, no. Kabir was a good player. He made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, he was a, he was a good player. For Anyway, uh, he went on Rich Eisen's show yesterday or the day before, and he doubled down on his report that my source had it. My source knew. I'm not going to tell you that I, it turned out that it wasn't right, but I wasn't wrong. Oh, that's the best uh, cover your own, you know what, that I've ever heard in my life. And he actually called Howie Roseman on the carpet today. Howie could have done it. If Howie wanted to, Howie could have done it. Well, good on Howie that he didn't do it because it didn't make, it's the same thing we've been talking about here, John, with Hopkins and with Dalvin Cook. If you take on Derrick Henry, you have to make your offense about Derrick Henry. Yeah. That's the only value to Derrick Henry is let him be Derrick Henry and just pound the snot out of him down another team's throat. Eagles yeah. aren't doing that with Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown no. and Devontae Smith. So I remember zero when that, sense at the time. I remember when it came up and I, I would say, why in the, in the heck would you want to essentially an old school eye back uh, with Jalen Hurts as your quarterback, when you're going to run an RPO offense based, it made no sense whatsoever. It's not a fit um, for all those reasons. Not that he's a bad player. He's a great player. But, yeah, you have to play a certain way. And it's even when and Ned Kratz, my buddy, brought up with DeAndre Swift. And when people bring up DeAndre Swift in his – passing uh receiving ability which he is he's a good pass receiver i just don't think it's going to be important in this offense i just don't um 
because of the quarterback and, and the way he plays. And it shouldn't be because I don't want to dump the ball off to the back and get seven yards when my quarterback can get me 15. Um, and he, you know, I get people saying, well, he, he's got to take care of himself. He does take care of himself. Um, he doesn't take a lot of uh, clean hits. Um, and he when he didn't get hurt last year up the field, he got hurt behind the line of scrimmage. Now, and, uh, you know, he got hurt in the pocket the year before. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but the Derrick Henry stuff, again, fantasy football. That's right. what it is. Jody, Jody, you know, they want Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and DeAndre Hopkins and just collect the best players. And I get it. On Madden, that looks great, but it's not realistic. You know, in, it, in, in, in building a football team. And if this if this starts a rumor, so be it. Uh, you know it. I know it. Everybody's listening right now. Maybe they clip it and listen to it later. You know, it's the one that surprised me that they haven't down, gone down the road of yet. Let's get Jason's brother and pair him with Dallas Tra- Goddard. Travis Kelsey. Two tight end system here, John. Come on. How how lethal would be the Eagles offense be if they had both Goddard and Kelsey at the tight end position? I, I've never heard anybody say that. Because it, well, it hasn't no been sense. available. It's not happening. But in fantasy football, it would be phenomenal. If he ever became available, um, I think it would happen. Um, and you would hear... Well, he loves the Ocean Drive down yes, at Seattle. Of course, um, he's going to be down there next week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he just obviously hasn't been available. Um, and you know, we talk about Jason's age. Travis is getting up there. Yeah, uh, the same yeah. thing. He's Thirty-three. Oh, come on, I believe. age. What does age matter, John? It's fantasy football. You put together the best yeah. team. Names, 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 names. Fit irrelevant. Who cares about fit? Just Boy, give me the most talented players. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I feel like I shout it from the mountaintop, but I feel like few fans listen. Not I mean, That's okay. like I always say, wide receiver. We were talking about wide receiver earlier. You know, if you're – we're talking about all right. Who's going to be the the fifth receiver? You don't have any mention Joseph Nada or um, you know the kid from Clemson or Greg Ward or um, Devin Allen. Well, I don't know who it's going to be, Jody, but I I can guarantee you one thing: he's got to help on special teams. That's what the fifth receiver does right. um, more than anything else. And I I just you know. Say anywhere, fourth linebacker, uh, fourth safety. You, you, you don't bring in 33, 34 year old players. You bring in guys who can play special teams. That's how you build a roster. And by the way, if the Eagles and need help more than anywhere else, even third receiver, safety, linebacker, might be special teams. They need freaking special teams players. Understood. But I will once again. Uh, beating this drum until it happens or the season goes whichever way it goes i understand fifth wide receiver your roster construction team is right on your fifth set fourth fifth safety got to play special team i get you are 100 right about all of that starting linebacker nick morrow 
No, that, yeah. That will yeah. have a bigger influence than the Eagles' inability to cover because they don't have a quite talented enough special teams. What will have a bigger impact on the outcome of the season? Your starting linebacker. Oh, How of course. You still gotta Starters. The big guy. Go get Patrick Queen. Get that well, no, time. that's get different because it's a it's a starter. I mean, yeah, I'm talking about reserves. Um, they need help at starter. You could argue they need help at safety as the starter, to be honest. But it's it's obvious at linebacker. Um, yeah, that's different. I mean, that's completely different. I'm I'm you know, whether it's Patrick Queen and uh, I don't know. Is there another linebacker available? Uh, Miles Jack. Uh, let's yeah. say Miles Jack because he's still a free agent. And, uh, he, you know, people say, oh, go get both of them. No, no, no. Now Somebody. You're your, now you're back to your special teams conversation. Yeah, exactly. Then you're back to, all right, we need Sean Bradley to freaking cover a kick. Uh, yeah. That's the fourth linebacker. That's, he that's is. my point. He is John McMahon. I'm Jody McDonald. we got to come back and put a bow on this episode of Birds 365. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit the greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, that fake a mom. Mama, go, up, up, up. She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh.
Amigos. Hi, Michael Mac guys. Uh, just coming back to put a bow on the show. Uh, again, uh, I, we promoted Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated, a family issue had to deal with. Uh, he will come on with us uh, sometime in the very near future. He apologized uh, for not jumping in with us today. Connor, uh, hopefully your daughter's feeling better. Don't sweat it. We'll get you on at a later date. All right, you do know when you're heading across the way, you going over there today, player availability, John McClellan? Uh Yeah, about two-ish, two o'clock-ish. Um... So I'm going to try to make my way upstream uh, to get to talk to some players. Uh, I feel like I'm swimming upstream here. I'm reading what, my, my first mistake. I'm reading one of the comments on our Derrick Henry take. What did Dallas do in the 90s? What did Elway do with Terrell Davis? Do these people not understand the game has shifted dramatically? What did the Browns do with Jim yeah. Brown? What did the Browns do with Jim Brown? What did what did the Steelers do with Bradshaw? Uh I I I I feel like I'm swimming upstream, Jody, sometimes. John, and you do this who, more than I do. For those who have not checked out a calendar lately, it is June 6th. <laughs> 2023 let me repeat the end of that there 2023 so what happened in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s and the 60s just isn't comparable to what's happening in the nfl did you ever see uh terrell davis and and john elway running rpo jody back in the 90s rpo no i saw john elway and terrell davis have success together but not quite in an rpo offense games changed a little bit all right so i need i need two predictions out of you we'll go easy on you i'm not going to make you give me two or three uh just one one player one coach if the Eagles make a coach available today, who will it be? Probably not Nick Sirianni. They'll hold him till uh, Thursday when you guys are all in there for the last practice before they all go away uh, and come back for camp. Give me one coach, one player you think you're getting this afternoon over at the Novocare. Well, we have not gotten um, Lane Johnson back to, or Brandon Graham yet. You're going back to the BG. Yeah, they, going, you went I'm BG going, on me last time. He was nowhere to be found. You try it I'm, again. I'm going BG because um, I don't know if Lane's going to be there. Um, he comes in and out. Um, Slay would be another obvious one, but I think they're keeping Slay away from us because of uh, Matt Patricia. And I wish we could get Matt Patricia. Yeah, have some well, nerve. Go Matt Patricia's the no. coach available today. No shot. I'm going DJ Elliott. <laughs> DJ Elliott. Uh, so you think you're getting a linebacker coach, Coach Elliott? Yes. Uh, okay. Why not? New so coach. Brandon Graham um, and uh, Elliott, the linebacker coach. We'll see if Johnny Mac goes two for two. Uh, point out, I'm coming back here tomorrow. I Oh, shoot. I'm going to be on short rest again. I'll try and bring the energy again tomorrow. This is such full energy. As soon as this show's over, boom, I'm going back boom. to bed. Uh, I'm with you, man. Oof. I, it's like uh, I got to climb Mount Everest to get over the Walt Whitman. I'm dreading it. <laughs> Johnny Max heading over to uh, the Novocat Complex, but he'll be back. I'll be back. More Birds 365 tomorrow in 2 and 2. You've been listening to Birds 365. <laughs> 
the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.